is an idea that, while widely believed, is false. In a deeper sense, in the religious sense, a myth serves as an orienting and mobilizing story for a people. The focus is not on the story's relation to reality, but on its function. A story cannot function unless it is believed to be true in the community or the nation. It is not a matter of debate. If some people have the bad taste to raise the question of the truth of the sacred story, the keepers of the faith do not enter into debate with them. They ignore them or denounce them as blasphemers. Hey, ladies and germs. Uh, this is Steve. Um, this is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Another, it's just, this is another little field note, but God damn, do I have something to tell you also when I like, it seems like crazy lame to, t- to give the person who is the, destroying your life like props. But damn, do I got something to tell you. But first, I want to get to today's podcast um, topic, because I know I meander, and I know it pisses people off. I've been seeing them comments. <laughs> hey, man, I'm sorry, but how I relate to this material, how I explain it, is by my own destruction. So, yeah, and also, yeah, I know I got a little bit of ADD. But anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. What we're going to talk about is, well, you know, it goes for both topic so i guess it won't be so shoehorned it'll actually go together peanut butter and jelly actually now that i'm thinking about it but anyways today i want to talk about um what did i write down in my notes what did i write down in my notes how i wanted to say it non-expert experts okay now there's this thing called first and foremost i know that i've gonna done a podcast on the dunning kruger effect that's one way to explain this but i also feel like there's a better way and maybe i'm just building on top of an already existing knowledge base but it's always good to know that you know i'm saying it's 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 cool to learn addition but then you can learn multiplication and division like you know i'm saying like we can just keep going further into down down the rabbit hole so you know we're just adding to our knowledge base here together but oh god here comes that train hold on a second but anyways so i wanted today to talk about because this person on Twitter made me ups- made me uh, kind of pissed off, but I just uh, because it's just it's easy to repeat something if you think you're smart. And what people don't understand is the human brain. I talk about this all the time. Human the human mind has been hacked. It's been hacked. If human minds haven't been aren't these easily manipulated little mush mush balls uh, you know what i'm saying um the job of sales wouldn't exist literally sales jobs would not exist that's just a fact if we weren't easily manipulatable sales jobs would literally not exist at all how many people just go to look to buy a car and cannot afford cars but it's like you're gonna go to a restaurant that's right next to like you know some mile of car dealership group and then you're like well before we go into Buca de Beppo or whatever, let me look at these. Let me look at these uh, Tacomas real quick or whatever. And then some dude approaches you, and then all of a sudden now you're you're not going to dinner. You canceled dinner, and then you're leaving with a Tacoma that you can't afford <laughs> or something like that, right? Those jobs don't exist unless those people 
could manipulate your emotions, even though you know you can't afford that shit, uh, that your car is fine now, whatever. All of a sudden, this dude will have you seeing the world completely differently. This is a complete stranger. Um, and within an hour, you're making uh, a, a commitment that you in no way can afford. No way it can afford. But this dude managed to make you believe that you could. Those jobs, sales jobs would not exist, literally, if humans weren't just the most fallible idiot species ever. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about all humans. Um, so let's first and foremost get that out of the way. But what I love is how whenever a story gets into the news cycle, everybody is a fucking expert all of a sudden. Everyone's an expert on climate change. Everyone's an expert on, you know, oh, balls. Is my battery dying? Balls! I'm going to keep talking as I find my battery. I got more. Oh, I got more. Anyways, everyone thinks they're an expert these days. Um, whatever is popular in the news cycle, just people just, they'll, they'll hear, like, this is how it happens. Because literally all media, all popular media, that means online media, magazines, um, news outlets, news channels, entertainment channels, whatever. It's owned by five companies now. We've whittled it down to five. I remember when it was known as the Big Seven back in college. It was known as the Big Seven. There were seven companies that owned and control all media. And when you have seven companies that own and control everything, you're basically only getting your information from seven people. That's exactly what's going on. Oh, we got power. Excellent. Cool. So, but yeah, so basically now we're down to five companies that own... Every piece of idea, every idea that you see on TV, on the internet, whatever, in your newsfeed, it's now owned primarily by like five people or basically five conglomerates. But basically that means that you're getting all your information about the world, all your ideas about the world, all the ways that people are describing how you should think about something from basically seven people. Can you imagine if seven, if you just had seven people and they're like, do not listen to any of the other eight billion people on the planet. Listen to us seven people tell you what's going on. You'd be like, you are fucking stupid. But people don't understand. That's how you need to look at the media. It's basically, well, it's five people now. I'm sorry. It was the big seven. That's how old I am. When I was in college, it was the big seven. Now it's the big five. Now we have five companies. So it's five people telling you everything about how you should think. And don't worry, this relates back to COINTELPRO. I know I meander a little bit, but it's building up to shit. But I I got some, you know... Uh, I got some idea. I, I, I got some chewing gum for you. You know what I'm saying? I want you to chew on these things. Chew on this idea. Um, so I got some chewing gum for you today. And um, something that you'll notice in... Um, uh, because, yeah, let me get back into it. Something that you notice quite a bit from people is that Everybody's an expert. Whatever topic, everyone's an expert on Ukraine. Everybody's an expert on gun rights. Whenever we, you know, what I'm saying like, I've, I'm totally. I mean, I make sure I back just because I've been gaslit so hard about so many things. 
I tend now to not believe myself. So now when I'm about to say something on, on Twitter, I'll be like, hold on a second. Let me, let me fucking Google some shit and see what smart people have already figured out before I open my trap. Cause I think I know what I'm talking about, but let me go and look at things that smart people have already figured out. Those are called shortcuts, by the way. There's a lot of people who just think that they're right all the time, but go and use the Google machine and find other smart people, you know, who have come to that, that, that support, you know I'm saying? What, what you're saying and make sure what you're saying, you know, is legitimate and not just, I thought that thought and I said it and I think I'm smart now, but people love to do that, especially on the internet. And this is going to relate back to COINTELPRO 2.0. Um, but basically, everybody is an expert all of a sudden, whenever something enters a news cycle. And something today that I was hit with was this person on Twitter. I'm not going to say his screen name. Why? But he. But basically, this is about the Trump uh, uh, documents shit that's going on. And he's saying like, <clears throat> he, this guy sent me a screenshot of something. He sent me a screenshot of the breakdown that got published about what was uh, found at Trump's place. And he was like, all these, all this information has been, uh, uh, has been leaked. And now there's stuff missing from folders that are labeled classified and shit like that. And here's the thing about knowing something about something because it's on this topic and because I've been going through COINTELPRO, etc. I've had to learn a lot about the intelligence industry, um, the culture of the shit that, that, that goes on there, etc. I've even had some people from San Diego because we have the largest uh, military and military contractor, con concentration of military and military contracting uh, companies in the world here in San Diego. So basically we're, we're, we're Mecca for the military and in a country that is has the world's most powerful military that's saying something but i've had to learn a lot about the kind of like the culture of it of everything going on and this guy me and him were having i wouldn't say an argument i never argue with people on the internet because i don't i don't care i don't care when if i've if i'm the only reason why i speak up online is because i know something not because i want to be part of the conversation i just i just don't care I just, I only like talking about the stuff I know because then I know that I'll always, you know, win a meeting of the minds if I know what I'm talking about. I never jump into a conversation unless I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, it just makes not looking stupid a whole hell of a lot easier, you know, if you just know what you're talking, you only jump in when you know about, anyways. So this guy goes on and says like, there was empty folders and blah, blah, blah. He hit me with this shit today, but he doesn't understand. So I had to hit him with this. Um, this is coming out of the Federation of American Scientists published in 2021 and the um, Federation of American Scientists urges mon mon modernization of class of the government's uh, information classification system. And it goes on, says, how can a national security classification and declassification system be fixed? That depends on how one, how one defends defines a problem that needs fixing to the authors of a new report from the public interest declassification board. The outstanding problem is the difficulty of managing the expanding volume of classified information and declassifying a growing backlog of records. And then, and then this article, I'm not going to read the whole article because you don't want to listen to hear me read a whole article. 
but basically the article goes, you can read it yourself. The, the title is PIDB urges modernization of classification system. And this is just one of the many um, papers published by leading experts. And basically our, you know, even though our technology is super advanced, the United States, our information declassifying um, classif system is very antiquated. Um, the most silliest things are still considered classified. Many documents, believe it or not, that have been declassified get reclassified because somebody else gets their hands on it and they go, well, maybe people shouldn't know this, even though it's been declassified by the CIA. Then some other intelligence company, uh, agency, will get their hands on some and then reclassify shit. So the information will be out there and then they'll reclassify it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, They'll classify a fucking bar napkin if somebody scribbled on it in the president's Oval Office. Like, it's, it gets kind of that silly. There's so much stuff that is considered classified information that 100% is not. It's just like this blanket classification they put on. It's just, it's classified. It's, it's like this blanket. It could be a fucking bar napkin. It could be a menu to, you know, uh, you know, Alberto's or whatever you know, found in the president's deck, they'll just classify fucking everything. Uh, and it's been going on forever. And lots of people have spoken up and so much stuff is considered classified now. And so everyone's making a stink of like, well, these things said classified. But people don't understand. To understand something means that you should have a understanding of something. So you should be read about something. You shouldn't all of a sudden be hyper aware of information or care about shit. Just because the news is talking about it. But so many people, it's almost as annoying as that woke shit. That wokeism and people are fucking telling you how you should think about people all of a sudden. And, you know, you're a, you're a fucking bigot if, you know, if you fart on a Wednesday and not a Tuesday and blah, blah, blah. Like, people got all these fucking weird ass rules now. And they, they everyone's just throwing these labels around and try to cancel. It's, hey, right? Divide and conquer. It's fucking win. It, that is a strategy that, that will win. If we're all fighting with each other, how can we rise up and overcome? Oh, good question. Anyways, but it's almost as annoying as those people. Is the people who are now micro-experts about things because someone is talking about it in the news. Fuck, that's so annoying. It's so goddamn annoying. Pardon my French. My English is even worse. But, so, I mean, this guy was going back and forth and he... He, he, what, basically this guy, he's like posting and reposting stuff. He saw somebody else tweet out, you know, some, 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 uh, some Twitter, uh, internet celebrity or what have you. And basically, you know, it's like, oh, this is why you should be angry. Look, look at the JPEGs. Look, I've highlighted the JPEGs. That means it's scary. I highlighted it and I circled it with, in, and it's in a red pen and it's been circled on the thing that you should be angry. I made sure I use red to indicate angry. And I posted them, and this is the smoking gun, and da da da, right? So everyone's getting crazy. And by the way, I don't, I don't, we're not part, I'm a nonpartisan over at the Mesh News Project, which is the parent project for Contel Pro 2.0. And uh, I don't care, I'm nonpartisan, but I care about what the truth is. I don't care about sides. I'm not, I'm not red, I'm not blue, I'm not Coke, I'm not Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Um, but people are making a stink about this documents found shit. And what people are getting all crazy because half the country doesn't like this guy. So when you have, what do we got, 330 million? Uh, I'm doing some quick math in my head. 
So half of that, like 150 million plus people, don't like this dude, right? Because our country is divided between red states and blue states now. And uh, people are just crazy. They talk about classified documents, and all of a sudden people are like reposting shit from other people who are like micro tech bloggers and sh- people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And unfortunately, I live in this world. Well, I've had to be a researcher in this world. I don't live in this world. Let me, let me backtrack that. I've been a researcher in this world, and I've been nice enough t- for people in this community to tap me on the shoulder, basically. That is literally how I would like to describe this. I am not an insider, but I've spent enough time understanding this stuff, having to de- dig into, like, declassified COINTELPRO documents and understand to get to the basis of where I start looking for the weaponization of behavioral science, etc., And then you come across things like all these people who are in the industry having conversations online, etc. about how antiquated the classification system is. And now you have, like with this article, the Federation of American Scientists, like when the nerds are now going, hey, you guys, maybe maybe we should should do something. You know what I'm saying? When you got the fucking nerds, the Federation of American Scientists, by the way, we need nerds. But when you have the nerds bitching about something, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe... Now it's, you know, don't just worry about a bunch of cocky-ass, you know, intel industry people, which there are quite a few of them. comes in the territory. If you keep saying you work in, you know, or if you work in an intel, your your job has to do with something in your brain. It's like a jerk-off thing, I think. Anyways, long story longer. um, There's a big conversation going on about how broadly stroked the classification system is. And they'll classify a fucking bar napkin, declassify it, and then some other asshole will be like, well, maybe we should classify this again. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's that it's that wonky. You just don't know. You have no idea. So a bunch of documents being labeled classified isn't something crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not crazy. Lots of shit gets declassified, reclassified. Some people just don't know what to do with the information, right? And it's just out there. Um, and they don't and they don't have the usually people who don't have who can't think long term or think how things are linked. We'll get something and just classify it. Like, it's crazy. So everyone's making a stink about this classified information shit. But they don't understand. To have a full understanding of any topic, first you need to know the protocol, right? You need to know what the topic is, what are the basis for all the ideas in that subject matter. Um, and then you have to know culture. It's two things. To have full understanding, right? So it's like, let's talk about fucking skateboarding, right? It's It's fine. That you know how to ollie and kick flip and heel flip and nollie flip and, and do dark side tail slides and, you know, all the tricks under the books, board slide or whatever, right? But then if you don't have an understanding of the culture of skateboarding, do you know what I'm saying? You still don't know everything about skateboarding. You can know every trick there is about skating. But if you don't hang out with the people, if you don't, do you know what I'm saying? If you don't go to the meets, if you don't, you know, maybe hang out at skate parks, if you don't wear the clothes, you know, if you don't understand the culture inside the movies and how, like, you know, that whole, like, if you don't understand the culture on top of the protocol of any given topic, you actually don't know shit. Because that's where lots of the dialogue and where lots of the evolution of anything, any sport, any topic, whatever happens is in the culture of it. It's peanut butter and jelly. So people, what happens is something happens in the news and the same kind of the same kind of just gross people who think they know everything 
or they like being the center of top of, of topics because that means that they get to engage with people online that they don't know because they don't know how to have meaningful conversations with people. They have to argue with them. There's just a lot of people out there like that. And um, so they'll they'll get salty and they'll they'll like they'll repeat arguing points to you that you know that they got off of the the five brains that are telling you how to think, right? Because there are five companies that own all media. So five, there's five people telling you how to think. They're going to be on your TV. So let's say it starts off with the, the Trump thing, and then you turn on MSNBC, and everyone at MSNBC is all fucking mad. They're, there was folders labeled classified, and they were empty. Like, there was this and that, but they're, they're not talking about the culture of things. They don't understand Knowing something isn't knowing something. You have to understand something. Knowing, simply understanding the protocol ain't shit. You have to know the culture around it. Because that's how a topic or industry or ideas or what have you, that's how they evolve is the people who, who create their life and their culture around something. So I start posting this guy articles like, do you understand what's happening? It's the classification system is such a train wreck. The simplest, lamest shit is getting declassified. Uh, is getting classified. Stuff gets declassified. That's so old. Believe it or not, the Obama administration made this one of their goals to overhaul this system, and unfortunately, it didn't happen at the speed at which they thought. But they made some good progress. They they had some they had some real idea leadership on it. Anyways, long story longer. So I started posting these things to him, sending him like, look, you have no idea. Just because something says classified, it could be it could be a grocery list. Do you understand? It was just in a it was garbled together with some other information and they didn't want to think about it, but they have to keep it around because there has to be records or whatever. Like the simplest, lamest shit gets classified or deemed classified, believe it or not. So um, I started trying to trying to explain to him. Look, you don't know what you're talking about, unfortunately. Yes, very, they're very nice. Please send me a JPEG with that's highlighted and red pen and whatever angry thing you took off of the, you know, the, the 400 people you follow on Twitter or whatever. What people don't realize is like they get told to think lots of their ideas and lots of people don't understand um, that most the media is owned by five people, essentially five, five, five ways of thinking about things five major corporations that's can you imagine that getting all your information of of a world full of eight billion people from only five people that's silly but we do that so what happens is someone first sees that thing on msnbc right and they tell them this is a criminal president he had these documents they were classified right and then that guy goes yeah well yeah i could see that whatever and then he wakes up the morning he's getting ready for work and he has his favorite talk radio on while he's getting ready and they're talking about these documents were classified and they were there at the guy's house. And even though Secret Service was there and, you know what I'm saying, his life is monitored 24 fucking 7, da 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 right? And they even came to look at the documents and they helped him lock it up or whatever. Because the reason why it, was, it wasn't in like some underground vault is because of the fact that so many lame things get classified. Just because our government is so paranoid. Um... So I was trying to explain this to him, but these, this motherfucker just he wasn't trying to hear that. He was trying to hear that he was right because he heard something on TV last night. And then his favorite radio show, which he doesn't understand, is also owned by the same megacorp. The people on there were repeating the same talking points. 
and then all of his friends who also follow all the same people online and share the same videos because people love echo chambers because people hate things that aren't like them because we're all a bunch of narcissists who also watch the listen to those same radio programs and follow those same people on Twitter or whatever who are usually paid by super PACs that are funded by one of these five corporations. You know what I'm saying? Repeating these topics and themes and people don't realize there's lots of people who have similar interests and will hate on the same person but the way the comp but when the way you receive the information it seems like i'm hearing it from this guy i heard it from this guy heard it from this guy over here but you don't understand um how networks of people associates people who want to be part of maybe let's say people who aren't part of that umbrella group of people or corporation or whatever they want to warm up to them maybe start like cross-promoting or whatever because you're like hey we're on the same team we'll just repeat your talking points lots of companies do that you know what i'm saying they'll they'll just repeat the talking points so they can get invited to the parties and shit but there's so many people who it seems like you're hearing information from different sources but really you're only hearing it from about five but it seems like, well, I heard it on TV, then I heard it on the radio, and then the guy down the street. Oh, you mean the guy down the street who's friends with the guy who owns a media company that owns the local radio station that is also owned by the giant conglomerate? You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand. Like, people are networked. We live in a in hyper in a hyper networked uh, society now. But people, the way they receive information, they hear it from this guy, they heard it from the TV, then they heard it from radio, and then this person is saying it on the internet. And they think, but it's all the same information. And remember what we learned from the six scientific methods of persuasion, the commitment and consistency principle, the consistency principle. So people keep hearing something, but they don't understand how the world works or how people are connected. It looks like I'm hearing this shit everywhere I go. This must be true. I should be angry about these classified documents, even though I have no idea about the culture inside circle inside information circles that deem things classified and unclassified and how ridiculous it is and it, our our policy is like from the 1950s when we were worried about you know red dawn scenarios happening in our in the suburbs and do you know what I'm saying like people don't understand those things because they don't they don't care what they did was they heard these talking points from people that they let do their thinking for them and then they hear it enough times and they keep just repeating it right the commitment consistency principle all you have to do is keep saying something over and over and over and it'll fool your mind into thinking, well, I'm hearing it from all these fucking people. It's got to be fucking true. You know what I'm saying? So I was arguing with this guy and he doesn't understand about that culture and how ridiculous it is. But he's just sitting there, blah, 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 post some screenshots on me. But he doesn't understand. I don't care. It's not the Trump thing I give a shit about. It's just under, I'm only talking to you about this because I understand the topic in a way that is more heightened than just a bunch of assholes who ha are, are on this whole news cycle jock and now all of a sudden they're these micro experts because they go around repeating things coming out of a bunch of people's faces that they don't know is actually only coming from five people if you break it down that way so there's all these people who are micro experts or people that um think that they're smart it is goes back to the Dunning-Kruger effect. I, 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 I touch on this topic with the Dunning-Kruger effect. But people love to get wrapped up in drama. And then they hear talking points from the TV and then the radio. And then this guy down the street who thinks like him already. Already listens to all the same people, etc. He just didn't listen to that radio program that day where the, the story updated. Or Team Blue has new shit to say about Team Red or what like... 
But you remember that news clip that happened a while back? I featured it in our last documentary where it was all those local news stations and some guy, it was on Deadspin. Deadspin had the video. Um, shout out to Gawker Media Group. That's so unfortunate what the fuck happened to them. Man, that pissed me off what happened to Gawker. Anyways, shout out to Deadspin, part of the Gawker Media Group. Um, but they made this c- compilation video. I know you remember it going viral where it was all these local news stations, right? And they were all repeating the same script. They just inserted their news stations. Do you remember that? Like, fuck, I got to play it for you. Here's that clip. It's from Deadspin, part of Gawker Media. Shout out. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about trying to stories. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common on, on social media. When it gets super conglomerated like this, basically on the screen, go and type this in, Sinclair Soldiers and Sinclair Soldiers and then Deadspin um, viral video. Type that on YouTube. You can watch the clip. I'm going to play it for you. Basically where it's getting all crazy mumbled, there's like 70 of these news stations, all local news stations, and they're all using the same script. But they're talking about how it's horrible how disinformation spreads. It's crazy. I'm going to keep playing it. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 This is extremely You get the point. But all these new all these news companies, these radio stations, there's so many people who are influencers, believe it or not, who are, who you think are like lefties or righties or whatever and they're like popular on Twitter or whatever on Instagram or or fucking my favorite thing is on TikTok there's the trend of I'm an angry white guy and I'm talking in my truck about no nonsense topics like you know those guys they're influencers and once they gain a following super PACs will pay them to talk about shit that's no bullshit super PACs political super PACs will pay these people to talk about certain topics so even the micro influencers that don't look like they're fucking they're part of the same five heads telling you how you think about shit the radio the tv and then all your friends who you are also who think like you because that's why you guys are friends right you're so much alike uh they all start repeating the same information you all think like oh i'm hearing this information from everywhere no someone is telling you how to think and people within that network of thought are telling you why you should be angry etc and because our brains confuse frequency of information as truth, 
we do not check if the things are true. And then I end up with the asshole I was, well, I don't know if he's an asshole. Let me back up. I was getting all charged up because it was a topic I'm passionate about. I don't know if this guy's an asshole. He could be a great guy. We had a disagreement. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, random Twitter person. If you listen to, you know, 30,000 people listen to this podcast. Um, I don't hate you. You're probably a great guy. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, but basically like, it's just the same five minds telling you how to think people, but people think these are their own ideas, etc. No, they're just, it's a commitment and consistency principle. Literally, um, there's it, the book has already been written. It's called the manufacturing of consent. They know how to manu, they know how to get you to the point where you think thoughts that you, that you agree with that you would have never agreed with. And it's simple. And it's a simple, our brains are simple. They're easily hackable. Yada, yada, yada. But there's this epidemic of people who think they know what they're talking about, who think they're expert in things, who think they got the right information on shit. And every time there's a new story in the news cycle, right? All of a sudden everyone's a fucking expert on the planet. Then everyone's an expert on fucking God. You know, politics. Then everyone's an expert on... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what's a topic I'm trying to think of? Like Ukraine conflict and everyone's a topic on then everyone's a topic on the UN and then every, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because it makes people, people like to feel like they're part of the crowd and people like to feel like they're right. And then they confuse frequency of information as the truth. And then once they've been sold on something being the truth, even, even though like, this guy's not been convicted of shit, whatever, right? So we're basically everyone's just putting Trump on trial, even though he hasn't been convicted of nothing, whatever. People love to lynch. That's literally why, you know, uh, uh, the the Sixth Amendment and the Eighth Amendment, you know, if you don't know, the Sixth Amendment is about having a fair trial, jury of your peers, unbiased, meaning their minds haven't been poisoned by a narrative. And then the Eighth Amendment is cruel and unusual punishment because they understand that people are quick to jump to conclusions because our minds are hackable. That's literally... People with wooden teeth 250 years ago knew that was a thing. Do you understand? So much time, so much technological advancement, but people have always been the same. So that's why they put that in the Constitution, by the way, if you didn't know what. Because even back then, when, you know what I'm saying, we still thought lightning was, was magic... Uh, uh, they knew that people are toxic AF. Anyway, so these micro experts, whenever there's a new topic in the news cycle, all of a sudden you got these people that just, well, I just wanted to let you know. No, no. You heard that on TV and then you heard that on the radio and then you heard that from some guy on Twitter, but you didn't realize they're all being paid by the same asshole. They're all under the same umbrella. Either they're super getting super PAC money or they're part of the same media conglomerate and you think they're all different people, but they're all, they all have the same interest in mind. Your brain is confusing that you're hearing this information from multiple sources as truth, but yet you don't know anything about the topic yourself, but you're relying on other people, other people's ideas, and you've already agreed to let those people think for you, which is why you have that news station on all the time, which is why you listen to that radio program all the time, because they say things that you agree with. And so after you agree, after you make the decision, I'm going to keep listening to this. I'm going to keep watching this. I'm going to keep following this guy and retweeting him. Now you've agreed, I'm going to let this person do my thinking for me. And so now once they have put their foot in the door, 
they can just repeat, repeat these topics to you once they gain your trust or your admir- uh, admonishment or what have you. And now all of a sudden you think you're an expert on something because this group of people who you've already agreed to let do your thinking for you have told you how to think. And now those people, whenever a new news cycle story comes, comes up, they'll listen to the people who tell you how to think and then they'll go around arguing with people acting like they know what they're talking about, but they're not. They heard some information from somebody else who's getting paid by somebody else who ha- and who has friends who in their best interest to say these things about this topic. Micro experts are fucking everywhere and they are the second most annoying thing to woke AF people. So, you know, if I had, you know, a, a, a tier it would be these woke people ruining everything and then the secondary tier would definitely be the people who are micro experts on a topic because all their all the talking heads they follow have repeated this and they now they think that they're an expert because they're like, well, all these people are saying this information and they're getting away with it. No one is challenging them on it. Well, yeah, that's because they're backed by people, you know, by billionaires. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not going to get in trouble for saying shit that's not true. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially when they have huge networks of people that say you they can't it would just be impossible to sue everyone, even though they're all being paid by the same person. So that's how they get away with saying a lie. Do you know what I'm saying? And then your brain confuses it as truth because you've been hearing it everywhere. And now you think you're smart because these people have told you how to think about something. And now you go around and do your little snotty me, 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 me bullshit on the internet on that because you're now this great micro expert on some topic you didn't give a shit about three days ago. Hold on a second. We've got a train. Anyways, so getting back to or, uh, uh, another topic. Right? So, micro-experts. We've gone over it. We know what they are. We know why they're annoying. We know how they're silly. We know how their minds are hacked. We know why people assume they know what the hell they're talking about. Even though three days ago, they didn't, they've they never even once brought it up in their entire life. But all of a sudden, now they're an expert. They know everything. And they know how to think about it. And, don't, and you're not going to make me think otherwise. Right? So many micro-experts. Um... So yeah, so micro experts. Let me add this other piece of information that something I just recently experienced, which fuck, I hate to say that I, you know, saying there's in the in the book called The Art of War. I haven't. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert. I've only read selective chapters of it because uh, I'm I'm lazy. But in the chapter, it says that you should love your enemy, and it's like. What the fuck does that mean? Love your enemy. That sounds seems weird. It seems poetic, right? You should probably think saying stuff like that sounds cool or whatever. But what does that really mean? Loving your enemy is knowing them almost like an intimate partner. Knowing them almost like your wife or your girlfriend. Knowing them that way, you should know your enemy like that well. You should get into their mind, etc. That's what it means to love your enemy. And so I've been just eating a bag of dicks every day, going through this COINTELPRO 2.0 shit. But some shit happened to me, and I was trying to break this shit down. Because everything that the guys who've been paid to do this to me, everything that they do, there's a reason for it. Do you understand? They don't just do... It's not broad strokes. These guys are fucking experts, and they're fucking brilliant. I'm getting fucked in the ass by some brilliant people. 
Granted, they're most of them probably tr classically trained by the government, but some of the shit that they do is just so brilliant. And I just today I realized why they were spreading a certain kind of rumor about me, and I just wanted to give them a fucking golf clap, like God. And if you really want to get to the point where you talk about loving your enemy, like I'm sitting here like excited, getting excited about figuring out why they smeared me a certain way because I, I learned something new that I never knew about behavioral psychology and strategy and PR that I ever knew before. So I was getting excited, but I was getting excited about a horrible thing that happened to me. Do you know what I'm saying? I really understand what it means to love your enemy. There, I mean, like I said, that sounds poetic to hear and maybe say, but what it really means, you really have to have quite the adversary to understand what that means, I think, personally. But to me, love your enemy means to know them almost like a partner. Do you know what I'm saying? And when they do something, it should impress you. You should be impressed by your enemy, etc. You should get in their mind. You should start to think like them. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so these motherfuckers who've been burning my shit down did something and I came to realize it today. And this goes into the micro expert thing. Kind of, it's kind of the same line of thought, which is why I want to bring it up. But so I've been gone through a, a shit ton of smears, right? And I couldn't keep track of them because I was also being lynched about this information as it was being spread, which I was purposely, purposely kept in the dark. And like I've said in previous podcasts, they try to usually try to smear you with some sort of sexual deviancy because people, because human brain knows that if, if you have like a, some sort of sexual deviancy, whatever it could be, whatever flavor it is, that's the reason why lots of politicians, they go down, like they lose their careers over accusations. Can you believe that bro? In a world right now where we have due process and you have to be convicted of something for a crime to happen all they have to do is pay like five bimbos you used to know or whatever to just like uh, you know 500 grand a piece or whatever uh to say crazy things about you and then accusations will make people literally just because they can't handle the media back they'll literally just resign accusations bro that's basically saying somebody said some shit but they can't back it up. But five people said some shit that they can't back up. Well, that's all that means. Is they Some people are just making noises with their face. But they're making the same noises. And that scares people who like to... Who are who are engines that make money. Namely corporations. The politicians, corporate backers and shit. So accusations now. That Do you know how... I'm like, bro, if you're not, if you're not a politician, right... If you're not a politician with enemies, dog, you weren't uh, you weren't being a very good politician. Like, that is a dirty business. But like, if anything, if you're succeeding at anything at life, bro, you and anybody who knows anything about stepping up in life, hitting that next rung on the ladder, it comes with extra. It comes with a whole group of haters as you go up that ladder. And so as you climb the ladder, your pool of haters gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And definitely you can find five motherfuckers who didn't live their dreams and have seen you rise that all of a sudden they want they want a little piece of this cheese. How do I get some of this easy money? You know what I'm saying? And then I get to take that person down a few rungs. I get some happiness, whatever. So like, 
you know, I know we're living in the post me too era, but like, bro, if you are successful, you have a trail of haters at a certain point. Everybody who actually does shit knows this. Anybody who owns a company that's kind of successful knows all of a sudden you get new haters. You get people you used to know and blah, 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 saying shit about you. Because they're just, they're just jelly because they set their life up like shit. But like we live in this era where people just say crazy things and they go, well, if all five of us say crazy things, people will think it's true. Why? Going back to... The scientific methods of persuasion. Commitment consistency. You understand? These are ways to hack the brain. That means that you can make someone believe something is true and it doesn't have to be factually true. It can just... People can just say things. People can just make shit up. And if you follow the six methods of persuasion, you can convince something. Somebody is... Something is absolutely true without any proof to back it up. One of these things is these accusations. Ruining careers now. I can't believe it. Like, accusations. Accusations. I can't believe it. Anyways, long story longer. Loving your enemy. I Sorry, I had to go on that rant. Um, I'll always defend somebody who has not gotten due process too, by the way. Always. Always. Even if I don't like that guy, what have you. He ain't my friend. There's not somebody I like or he says shit that I don't like. I'll still defend them because due process is fucking due process. If you really love that flag, there's lots of people who kind of be patriotic, then you'll love dual process. You'll love burden of proof. You'll love due process and somebody has to be no conviction, no crime. But we don't live in that era anymore where, you know, the processes we put in place so people's lives don't get ruined. Now in the hyper-connected world, those, it doesn't even matter. Everyone's a micro expert. But anyways, going back to the micro expert thing. So the people who are ruining my lives did something brilliant. And today I really learned to love my enemy in a way. Um, in the art of war sort of way. The way they describe it. To love your enemy. And so I took like a polygraph like two and a half years ago. I got it done by the guy who issued... He is the president of the Polygraph Association... He is the man who issues the licenses and you have to, where you have to go through the test and get certified or whatever. He is the dude. He, you know what I'm saying? So I found that guy because I was like, well, if I'm going to do this polygraph, I'm not, I don't want people to think that some dude, you know, uh, with a scribble, with, 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 with a fucking spiral graph and hook my nipples up to, to a nine volt battery, uh, asked me some questions, you know, out of the back of his 82 Honda, like. I want to go and get the Bentley of this shit so there could be no question. You know what I'm saying? And so I went and I got this polygraph. I had four questions because he said after four questions, it's like the polygraph doesn't really work. Um, I don't know why. He was explaining something about being acclimated to the situation and calming down and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. I was really... Uh, I, because I had to do a consultation. So I'm sitting there spilling my guts to this dude I don't know about like this whole situation that happened this is why I want you to ask me these questions because of all this shit and I'm trying like you know what I'm saying because of all the drama that was happening but anyway so there can only be four questions so I had to sit there and I think about them and I was thinking about the questions that would most uh, reflect because I had to live in my city I didn't I wasn't going to leave and do anything wrong but the people were going crazy so I was like what are the four most important things, since I only have four questions, that would be to ask me? 
So one of them, because we live in a military town and people are very, they're, a lot of people, their careers rely on it. So a lot of ass-sucking has to happen to, peop, to politicians who are close to the military community. So being in San Diego, like, bro, there is a fuck ton of Republicans here. And I mean, besides that, like the Koch brothers live in, in this county. Like there's so many like billionaires, et cetera, that live in a place called Rancho Santa Fe. It's kind of where the Del Mar Fairgrounds are, the internationally known Del Mar Fair, uh, the Del Mar Racing Course. Uh, they kind of live about 10 miles away from there in this place called Rancho Santa Fe. It's basically paradise. Um, but it's paradise uh, and it's hidden. But that's where these billionaires come to, to hide. Anyways, so um, there's a shit ton of Republicans here. And so a lot of them support, like, the Bushes and the Cheneys, etc. And there was an accusation floating, right? And since there's a lot of people who are focused on their careers here, they will throw you under the fucking bus, bro, if they think it's going to help their military-based career, whether they went private or public sector. They will fucking toss you under a bus, homie, uh, while waving at you, you know? <laughs> And so uh, there was a rumor going around that this was going on, right? Because they, they light lots of fires. They just spread all whatever rumors to get people talking. And they were really thinking about the culture of the area when they were spreading the rumors. What would get the most traction? And one of the things is the fact that San Diego County is a very pro-military Republican county. Even though we have some blue districts, like there's a shit ton of, you know, uh, uh, Republican, you know, uh, Republican people here because their industry focuses around the military. And so there was this rumor that this was going around, this was happening to me because I made like an anti-Bush t-shirt from like 2003, 2004 or something. And that I got put on a terror watch list and now they just decided to light me up because of it or whatever. So there was all these people from the military community like, like, oh shit. So if I fucking step on this dude, maybe people, because like I said, there's a lot of people who care about their fucking, their careers here. If I step on this dude and people from the Bush camp are here fucking with this dude right now, if they see me fucking with it, maybe, you know, that'll help me out or they might shine their light on me or what have you. So there were just people I've never met, like going out of their fucking way, dog to fuck with me, fucking assault me, and they would assault me and be like, nice shirt, motherfucker, like, they would literally say this, people I've never met in my life, like, because they knew I had this heat on me, and there was a rumor going on that the Bushes were uh, highly involved in this situation, no bullshit, and so there were just people lining up to step on me, because they were hoping that the, a light would shine on them, so that was one of my questions. And so I, I did my polygraph. No, I've never made a threat to President Bush. So that was one of my questions. Another one is if I ever downloaded child porn. Another one is if I ever committed a hate crime. Because San Diego, we have a really large LGBTQ community. There's a lot of those motherfuckers in the intelligence industry. Because um, I think, believe it or not, I think gay dudes have the best of both worlds because they, because you know how a woman's brain is structured differently than a man's. They're more, their brains are more structured for communication. Whereas a man is more structured for, um, um, 
believe it or not, to build things and more structured to understand 3D space. But I mean, I think peop, uh, uh, LGBT people, especially guys who are gay, since they kind of live in both those worlds mentally, like their mental plasticity must be off the fucking charts. Um, anyways, there's a shit ton of people of uh, people from the LGBT community also in the military, and um, diversity. That's fucking awesome. But I'm just I'm just kind of going off on a thing about the brain science behind it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyways. Um, before I'm getting off into things that I can't prove with science yet. Um, but yeah, so I, I, one of my other questions was, did I ever commit a hate crime? Cause everyone was saying I committed a hate crime and I hate trans people. Like that is the furthest from the truth. In fact, I went to art school. Like all I did in my last few years of art school was hang out with a giant pile of gay dudes. And that came in handy because, uh, my last two years of college, I couldn't because it was, my classes couldn't be night classes. I couldn't work and go to school. So I was basically just broke as ass my last two years of college. So I would hang out with this big pile of gay dudes I would hang out with. And we'd go to gay bars on the weekends. And since I was super broke, I couldn't afford to drink. But going to, and being a man and going to a bunch of gay dudes, uh, gay bars, like, bro, I got hit on so much. So I got so many free drinks. I want to tell you, man, I've never drank for free more in my life. But, like, yeah, that was a crazy accusation. Hold on. We got this fucking train coming by again. It's a little uh, stimulus um, deprogramming why I tend to come over here just because some traumatic shit happened with trains during my abuse. By the way, if you always wonder why I'm always over here. Anyways, so yeah, you got to expose yourself to shit. You got to go to the things that you're scared of to overcome this shit. Anyways, longer story longer. Long story longer. Is there another train coming? God. Okay, long story longer. Um, sorry, I had to wait for that train to go by, so I had to put pause on this thing. So we just time-traveled, and you didn't even realize it. Um, but, so I hung out with a big pile of gay dudes, non-stop, the last two years of college. Like, I have no qualms with anybody from the LGBTQ community, um, at all. So, someone to say that about me kind of was upsetting, because it damaged my friendships with people I had in that community. Fucking sucked. But, so that was the thing that was also kind of like a heavy burden on me. And I wanted to keep living in San Diego and there's a large community, those people. And plus I had lots of friends from that community who stopped talking to me because these rumors are going around. Um, and then the fourth question was if I ever had sex with somebody who was underage. Because there were so many rumors going on. People are saying that I had like an illegitimate kid with like a 15 year old girl and then there was like all these rumors it was just a bunch of crazy rumors but I had my four questions i had i've never downloaded child porn i've never committed a hate crime number three was about bush so i never threatened bush's life or ever wanted to kill him um and four was i never had a sex with a girl who was underage and all these rumors were flying around and i have a whole episode called the washing machine on why they do this it's a it's a strategy Basically, they want to keep you spinning. They want you fighting 50 enemies. Do you know what I'm saying? So they start all these fires in different group, in different demographic groups. And then you scramble to put them out just so you can live a normal life. And you're not being lynched by all these misinformed people. So slowly over time, I've put these fires out. But one that persisted, right, is there was this... When I was 18 years old, I met this other girl who was also a senior in high school. And we had consensual sex. And... I was a little dirtbag, but, but like, 
I had consensual sex as a senior in high school. And my birthday's in February. I remember it was springtime. I, don't, I can't tell you the date, but whatever. But anyway, so I met this girl. Oh my God, I'm also a senior. Whatever. So we hook up. And it was 2001. Like, they did, digital cameras were, were, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, c- cost as much as, you know, like a fucking new engagement ring. So everyone used Polaroids and we hooked up and then we took Polaroids and whatever because I was, like I said, unsupervised high schooler. I've been out, I lived on my own. I've lived on my own since I was 15 and a half, by the way. I've worked two jobs while I was going to high school. Uh, I worked at GameStop, believe it or not, and Burger King when I was in high school from 15 and a half to 18. And that's how I paid my bills. And I finished high school. So I had, and they, they only let me, because I was under 18, only let me work 30 hours at each job. But I worked full 30 hours at each job. So I worked 60 hours a week. Um, and I went to high school and I graduated high school on time. Which, by the way, whenever I meet somebody and I find out they didn't graduate high school, I'm just sitting here like, how the hell did you not do that? Considering I know what I had to do just to graduate high school. I don't understand a college, a high school dropout. Now, I'm not saying that you're stupid. I just don't understand how that didn't, you didn't get that off your plate. Because I was juggling quite a bit. Oh, and by the way, I skated my ass off in whatever free time I had as well. So, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a full high school experience in while working two 30-hour jobs and going to high school full-time. And I was constantly skating whenever I had a free moment. Like, I had a full schedule. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I was unsupervised. I was in my senior high school, met this other girl. We, I did dirtbag things, but I just didn't, this thing just disappeared because I don't know. It wasn't a big deal to me. I'm not somebody who like kisses and tells. Um, it just happened. It was a thing that happened in the moment and it was whatever. But everyone was saying like Steve had sex with an underage girl or whatever. That's not what happened. And I even have my polygraph to back that up. And I've explained like the picture thing, whatever everyone and everyone keeps everyone. Like these are one of the rumors that are lingering about me in my community. And it doesn't matter how many people I correct or the information or I show them why that's not true. Um, People just like talking. People like to think that they're experts about shit. And the other day I was in a CD shop. Believe it or not, they still have the CD and record shops around. And since I have an older car, it has, I didn't even realize it, even though it's like an older Mercedes, it's got a built in six disc CD changer built in the dash. Might as well be an 8-track player, but I couldn't believe I had this in my car. So I was like, bro, I'm going to go buy some CDs. And, uh, which are super cheap, by the way. I had no idea. It must be a supply and demand thing. No one's buying them, so they're selling them for cheap. Anyway, so I went and bought two CDs. Um, and while I was in the CD shop, like, two days ago, I had people talking about me. I've never seen these people's faces in my life. There's, they don't run in the same circles as me. These people talking about me were like in their young 20s. I'm nearly 40. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, did you hear about that? Blah, blah, blah. Talking about me while I was in there. And this is obviously uh, 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 um, because of the gang stalking and shit. And one of the rumors that's going around about me is that that Polaroid, which I've already explained, and I even took a polygraph by like the world's fucking expert, etc. And I even had cops crash that shit where they know that I wasn't engaging in sexual conduct with underage girls. Um, so even though they have proof of that, right, they're not happy with that. And why is that? Is because people keep repeating a lie. 
because it's in their best interest to lie about me. So these local people will, my, my Bush and Cheney problems are kind of subsided ever since Liz is going to fucking take a hike. I'll tell you that, but I still have my local problem, which is these cops and these NSA contractors who working together to try to fucking extort me. Some of these people are air force, uh, contractors, by the way, I found out anyways, um, they tried to extort me. They thought I had like a million dollar life insurance payment from like my dad who died in in the eighties, you know, uh, they thought I had something like that coming. They heard some rumor or whatever. And so they said, I better pay them this money or they're going to ruin my life. And I told them I didn't have this money and it turned this whole thing. And that situation, car crash into the Bush and Cheney thing. But now the Bush and Cheney thing is like subsided, um, where it's, they don't really care so much that that information's out there, especially since Liz is going to take a hike. Um, now I still have these corrupt cops and these people in the military and intelligence community who now are known to, will now have a person in their community who will let people know that there is this corruption going on. And like I said, I've literally put this to bed like two and a half years ago, but they're they're lingering on this in my community because what it does is it makes people not focus on the fact that we have a dirty, rotten law enforcement culture here in San Diego. Well, we're really close to the border, man. When you have the, when you have a, we're a, we're a border city, we're a wealthy city and the cartels throw money around everywhere, dog. I mean, you have to understand there's a lot of dirty ass cops here. A fuck ton. In fact, when I was having, I was having a conversation with a, with a fed, uh, a couple of years ago and he was just letting me know, he's like, well, you know what? I'm not trying to say, you know, what's not, what's happening to you didn't happen, but I am telling you, like, we have a real problem with, he was telling me about how they have a real problem with corrupt law enforcement in San Diego. He said, lots of these cops, like the most by the book square looking motherfucker, lots of these cops are spies for the cartel. And so they'll find out moves that are happening and shit like that, or a new task force that are made or neighborhoods that they're policing or whatever. And they're spies for the cartel and they make a little money on the side for updating the cartel. So their shipments don't get scooped up because, you know what I'm saying? After the border, we have a really gnarly highway patrol that polices up and down the five freeway and the 15 or whatever, because as the drugs leave the border, they go up the five and 15 into Southern California, etc. So we have like an agro. Those guys are paid by the state though. They're not part of San Diego County. They're not part of the culture here. They're paid, they're, they're paid by the state. But so we got some gangster highway patrol, etc. But regardless, so the next layer of defense is all the cities on the way out of here. And so there's a shit ton of cops who are spies for the cartel here. Like the people you would not even believe are. It's crazy. And but this Fed was telling me he's like, yeah, we have a huge problem with dirty cops being spies for the Fed. He's like, they may not take drug money, they may not take like large shipments of drug money or whatever, but they get paid on the down low. And, and they get and they get favors and all sorts of shit and they get certain privileges around town they kind of get treated like a little bit like they're part of the you know what i'm saying part of the crew etc um if they're spies for the cartel and he's like it's a huge problem in san diego i mean and even in 2011 there was a task force made to combat police corruption and the police made a big deal about because they understood all of a sudden all this corruption was getting out in the local news so after the hype was over, they quietly shut down the task force meant to police the corruption. Like San Diego is 
so fucking the law enforcement here culture here is so corrupt but only because of the geography because it's advantageous for the cartel to throw money around but what happens is so when these connected cops get into these connected cops who are dirty get connected to these gangsters right to these these cartel guys if they have a problem with somebody let's say they try to extort somebody then these then their friends will also fuck with you who are in organized crime because that's a that's they're, they're those are their friends but those cops can't be seen doing this shit to you but it's also like the blue wall silence shit like they all protect each other and now they have this extra layer where the cartel since they pay a lot of these guys to be spies they also help them out when they get in a little trouble now this is where it gets tricky um what do you call it lots of private intelligence companies um private basically like miniature cias they're just a group of c of of intel people who are trained in intelligence various skills and then they get together and they form up a company and they do private they do private intelligence services and they're everywhere around here but lots of those guys team up with the cartel because it's an extra network to be plugged into and they can do operations on both sides of the border it's just it's just a smart thing to do um U.S. CIA cells do it, and so do private intelligence cells do this. Do it. They just plug into the cartel. So now you have everybody. So you now you have people in the in the military industrial community here in San Diego, which is huge. And now you have these corrupt cops, and then you have these cartel guys, and they're all now working for each other. You see how the network is all cross connected now. So when you when you fuck when one of those groups of people don't like you. All three, you get all three groups now fucking with you. Do you understand? Good. I just want to explain how that system worked so you can understand the next things I'm going to tell you. So I have two groups of people who I'm on the shit list. I have some corrupt NSA contractors who tried to extort me and they were working with some dirty cops who were also trying to do that. So now I have two of these people in this little triad of corruption who are up my ass. And guess what? They're bo- Guess who they're both friends with? Ah, that's right. Organized crime. So now I have this trifecta of people up my ass because it's beneficial for them to not lose their job or their pension or what have you. And then their corrupt friends will also help. So one of the things they've been trying to do here, like I said, I got to love my enemy today because I was trying to figure out like what they've been telling everyone is like, no, this girlfriend was underage. She was 14 years old and Steve raped her. And like, bro, people are saying the craziest things about me. And he kept a souvenir like, Oh my God, I've heard so many, I've heard so many versions of this shit. And, um, so they, but they keep hitting this note, right? So I don't have that Bush and Cheney problem really anymore, but I still have this local problem where the people who are fucking with me all work for each other. Basically, they seem like separate groups of people, but they all work for each other. And, um, so I was trying to figure out, like, I already took a polygraph. I already explained that thing. I passed the polygraph of flying colors. I had the Michael Jordan of polygraph administrators, the president of the entire polygraph association, fucking administer the polygraph. Like, I passed. I had cops who crashed it, who were there in the other room, watching me take the polygraph and pass the polygraph. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, do you know what I'm saying? I've gone out of my way to show people that's not true, but... They're just repeating a lie over and over and over again because it's the only thing they have left now because I went out of my way and I've 
put out all the fires, except for this one in particular. Um, because like people just, because of the commitment and consistency principle, if people keep saying some information, doesn't matter if it's true or not, just like those politicians who careers have been ruined just because five people got together and repeated the same information, just like these people on the internet who think they're fucking micro experts about everything that's in every news cycle, because all the, all the people that they don't think are friends, the TV station, the radio station, the online personality, the ones they don't understand are all being paid by the same person or all part of the same network are all repeating the same narrative and this repetition, right? Commitment and consistency principle and the six scientific methods of persuasion because the commitment and consistency principle, because people keep repeating some information, people think it's true and they think it's coming from different sources, but they don't understand these people are all part of the same crew, either directly or indirectly. But that's why the information is coming back and it's, the, and it's all the same information. It's because these people are all friends that are repeating this narrative. Just like with all the micro-experts and shit. So people are perceiving this fucking lie as true. And I'll get to the point where I'll talk about how I love my enemy. So a rumor is a rumor, right? So I'm used to putting out these rumors now at this point. But I was trying to figure out, they could have picked any number. Why did they pick 14 years old and I raped her and that was a souvenir? Like, but they were, but they're specific on this 14 shit, 14, 14. I was like, man, this is so specific because the devil's in the details. And then today it finally concluded to me. So if you don't know from past podcasts, I played this video about how Hispanic culture is gnarly with the vigilantism. In fact, I'm going to play that clip. So you're all caught up. Here's the clip. I found it. It's from France 24. Um, it's a European news agency, but this is their uh, story on this. But listen. In Mexico, there are brightly printed signs hung everywhere with warnings like, Thief, if we catch you, we'll lynch you. But in the village of Acatlan del Sorio, no one dares say those words anymore. Two simple crosses are a reminder of what happened here on the 29th of August, 2018. Ricardo and his uncle Alberto were taken to the local police station for drinking alcohol in public. Soon, a rumor spread like fire through the village. These two men had been kidnapping children. Within minutes, a mob forced its way into the police station. This is how they died, beaten and then burned alive. Dozens of people filmed it on their phones, like a concert. In Mexico, 98% of crimes go unpunished. So people take justice into their own hands. Angry crowds act as judge, jury, and executioner. Yes, I saw them when they brought them here. But I didn't do anything. I heard people say they'd been stealing children. Down there, people called to us to help the parents of those children. But the parents never materialized. Sociologist Elisa Godinez has seen the phenomenon spread in this era of social media. Before smartphones, images from lynchings didn't get shared around. And most importantly, there were no social networks to spread rumors on. We have to remember that rumors are a key factor behind lynchings. Ricardo was a law student. His mother Maria had been working in the United States for several years and watched on her phone as her son was killed. 
They broadcast it live on Facebook. People from here filmed everything. And then the next day, everyone realized that they were innocent. When I saw it happening live, I wrote, don't kill them, that's my son. But I was in Baltimore in the U.S. Now Maria has to live alongside her son's killers for as long as the case lasts. And the family's lawyer is preparing for a long and difficult trial. I wouldn't call it a lynching because in judicial terms, it's a homicide. A murder carried out by hundreds of people. There were so many people, the ones who paid for the gasoline, the ones who dragged them along the ground, the ones who hit them, the ones who spat on them. So many guilty people. When a whole town is guilty, getting justice is complicated. Caught in the heat of the moment, those involved might justify their violence. But when the cold facts of what they did become clear, no one wants to speak up. So far, almost no lynchings in Mexico have led to convictions. You have solar already? Okay. So that's that. So their Hispanic culture, there's a heavy lynching culture kind of baked into... Um, Mexican culture because their cops are so corrupt as that story showed you and the reason and I had to understand because I'm not Mexican I'm just some you know fat white guy well dad bod white guy whatever you want to call it um and I was trying to figure out like why do they choose this because that rumor first the rumor was that I downloaded shit right and then not only did I prove that wasn't true because your ISP keeps a record of everything that you do but then um what do you call it uh i had the polygraph and then i also had the department of justice from san diego and riverside and the sheriff's department of san diego and the police department of oceanside and the police department of carlsbad and all the cities i've ever lived in i've all because here's the thing if there is something that because one of the rumors, right? Because they'll always tweak a rumor after after something gets disproven, then they'll add something to it. And they'll just keep adding something to it because that's the thing that went viral. So what they'll do is they'll just put twists on the information so because that's easier to update the viral information. Think about a rumor as, a, as like a viral video. It's essentially the same social mechanics are involved in a rumor that catches on as a video that goes viral, believe it or not. It's the same exact social... Um, distribution structure anyways so the first it was like steven was hoarding this and he's part of like an underground community and then i was like no i took that picture i was 18 i met another senior girl we had consensual sex and that was the end of it and um i'm not doing anything wrong because we were both 18 years old we're both seniors in high school it was consensual and I didn't even realize that thing was still around. But they're trying to spread this rumor because we I have corrupt cops whose jobs are on the line. Pensions are on the line. I got I got military contractors uh, who are abusing their, their IT privileges to try to commit extortion. Working with these guys. Like, bro, these motherfuckers are going to lose. Do you know what I'm saying? So then what they'll do is, since that was a piece of information that went viral, they just tweak it a little bit. For, and so they're like, oh, well, this person, that girl wasn't 18. She was 14 years old. And I'm just like, well, if that happened, bro, I would probably go to jail. 
And um, who is this person? I don't even know who that was. That was 20 years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you have this information? That's stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? You're you're an idiot. You guys, so I'm just, I try to tell people, like, this is information that is, they're just making this shit up because it's so important for these people, for people not to be talking about this. Have you known, I don't know if you've been following this stuff, but not once have people brought up the fact that how corrupt it is that people from the the military industrial industry um, and the local police are working together to commit to, to run an extortion racket. Not once has people talked about it. And that was the real crime that happened. If there was ever a crime, if there was even a crime that was committed, it was the fact that the military industrial uh, industry and corrupt cops are working together to run an extortion racket. And since they're the ones that write the report, they're the ones... Oh, shit. Anyways, not once has that ever been brought up, and that was a real crime that happened. Nobody's talking about that. Why? Because they're putting all the focus on me, and they just keep repeating something, and people think because they hear it from this person and that person and that person and that person, oh, it must be true. And so one of the pieces of information now, they've twisted that story before it was that I was hoarding this thing, and I must be part of some group of people who hides these things. And it's just it was in a box, and I just haven't thought about it in 20 years, and somehow somebody had it. Or somebody I knew had it, or I don't even know what the fuck the story is. I heard so many different variations, but it doesn't even matter. Like if if it was something that was important to me, you think I would? Pretty sure I would be keeping it with me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like at all times, transferring it from thing to thing. If I was worried about some shit, do you know what I'm saying? Like fuck, for fuck's sake. Anyways, this is one of the rumors that I'm having to fight in my town. I'm getting to the point where I love my enemy, and I was trying to figure out like why is the new rumor that she was 14 years old. And if you don't know anything about Mexican culture, a quinceanera happens at 15 for Mexican girls. And that's when a, uh, a Mexican girl is considered uh, a, a, a woman. But until then, she's just seen as a girl. And so what is the age right before 15 years old? Exactly. So that's why they picked that one piece of information. Because that was a story that already went viral. So then they pick a... a so they pick a number which they know culturally already white people would not fucking be down for that. They wouldn't be down for her if she was 15 or 16. They could have picked any number. But if they were gonna if they were gonna push a rumor, they wanted to push one piece of information. But if you want to strategically create a rumor, you have to make sure that rumor touches the most people at once. So what you do is you create the one piece of information that'll touch two cultures. So what is something because people in the Hispanic community, they're a little more lenient on that whole age gap shit. They're not like white people. Um, but they definitely, in that culture, until a girl's 15 years old, she is not a woman. She's seen as a child. And that age where someone is still considered a child is 14. So that's why they pick that. And I was sitting here thinking like... So now I would, you know, because you just listened to that video about the lynching culture in Mexico, and a lot of these people who are right here on the border live here. So how do you spread a rumor, but make sure it's only one piece of information that will be a precise shotgun blast to two cultural demographics to make two people to make people from two cultures work together to lynch you? Will you make sure that the piece of information that you pass around is sig culturally significant to both parties? So that's why they're picking, they, like I said, the number can, it's arbitrary, right? If they're already accusing me of something, but they pick something else. Like, man, why did they pick that? Because these people who are doing this shit to me, it is, 
fucking precise, bro. Like, these guys are pros. I have learned more about behavioral science, etc. by getting my life butt-fucked than I have in all my years of college, going to school for advertising and learning about um, how behavioral science and design and persuasion techniques, etc. work together to make you buy things. Homie, I have gotten an education that is like a master's degree in this shit. Because I've been paying attention. I'm teaching you guys these things, but I'm paying attention to why be these guys do these things. So basically, it's like a strategic rumor that they spread. They made sure that the, the if they were going to spread some information, right? For the stuff that they know that went viral. Right? So if they were going to tweak that rumor, but they wanted to make sure they did it to the thing that went viral, essentially. How do they make it culturally significant to two major demographics in an area to where those people work together for a common goal. So that's why they strategically pick that is that that if they pick the rumor where they design the rumor around that she's uh, not a not yet a woman in both cultures eyes, then you can get those people to both work together. So that's why they just pick that arbitrary thing. But I was sitting here thinking about it and I finally realized like, oh, this is like a strategic rumor. And like at that moment, I was, uh, <laughs> I had, a, I had a restaurant bought sandwich in one hand and I was taking a piss in the other and I was thinking, and I was like, Oh fuck, that's why they're saying that. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And like, I started smiling. <laughs> I started laughing. I started like, God, that is some smart shit right there. Like, even though they're ruining my life with this rumor, it's still like the most impressive shit. Like I would have never ever thought about a strategic rumor, bro. That is something I've never thought about. It's for me when I was being like dirtbag, like whenever I was like, oh, did you hear about this guy? You know, he, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like in high school and junior high being like a little piece of shit. And then talking shit about people doesn't seem strategic. Do you understand? Uh, trying to smear someone's reputation, that doesn't seem strategic and that there are details that you don't want to miss. And these motherfuckers hit this out of the park. And I was trying to figure out why. How did that go so viral? Because it's important to know why ideas go viral. That can be some very important information for you later on in the world listening to this podcast. And it was because if they were going to pick a rumor that they were going to spread about me, they had to make sure that they made it con- culturally significant to all the parties involved so they can essentially, yeah, strategically spread a rumor about me that would deal the most damage. And it was at that moment where, like, I knew these guys were good, but, fuck, I would have never thought of a strategic rumor like that. It's kind of fucking beautiful if you think about it. Like, you wouldn't think that detail mattered, and but then you all of a sudden learn about the culture of the people that they're trying to get this this rumor to spread to you know what I'm saying? Like, God, it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. God. Right? How lame do I sound? Like, these guys are awesome at fucking kicking my ass. Um, But, like, yeah, man, love your enemy, dog. God. Can't believe that shit. But, yeah, man, it doesn't matter. I have this, I have, like, I, you know, when people when people bite down on some information... And they hear it from people that they like and agree with. And they don't understand that all the people 
saying this information are all part of the network, same network of people, like these micro-experts on fucking Twitter and Facebook and who think that they're experts and shit just because all the talking heads are talking about it and they don't realize they all work for each other. Um, you get these fucking micro-experts who think they know everything and they're fucking sure of it and the Dunning-Kruger effect kicks in. If you don't know what Dunning-Kruger effects is, I, 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 ask, you know, I challenge you to Google it while you're listening to my annoying voice. And um, it's basically people who, they're overconfident, but they also have very minimal information. And so you shouldn't, the Dunning-Kruger effect is basically somebody who is very confident about being very ignorant. And essentially that's kind of what's happening to me is basically there's all these people who are confident, they know it's true, whatever, but they don't realize these fucking cops, these fucking people in the military community, these people um, uh, um, in the cartels and stuff like that in the Hispanic community, they all work for each other. Just like these fucking micro experts, they all work for each other. That's why the information seems like, oh, well, I've heard from this guy and that uh, they all work for each other. They're all, you know what I'm saying? Just like with media companies, they all fucking work for each other. Do you know what I'm saying? They're all under the same umbrella of influence. That's why it seems, that's why your brain is being hacked into this understanding where it must be true because I'm hearing it everywhere because the commitment and consistency principle, right? Which is part of the six scientific methods of persuasion. It's fooling people into thinking, I'm hearing it from everybody. No, you're not. You're hearing it from one brain and all the, and they all work for the same person or they work for each other. Part of the same network. You perceive it as from different sources, which adds to the credibility. And it's just crazy. But like I said, I was thinking about it and a fucking strategic rumor. So if you're ever thinking about making an idea go viral, etc., I think really... To make it have the most exposure, think about all the demographics you want to hit and think about all that you want to sprinkle elements from each one of those cultures to overlap them. So like maybe one of the guys wearing like a a Hispanic poncho print in the viral video you're making, but then also you have like some white people shit sprinkled in there. And then like, you know what I'm saying? Like sprinkle the different things and make sure they overlap each other and it will seriously help the mass adoption of whatever viral content you're trying to make. But regardless, this also applies to COINTELPRO 2.0 because if you're going to spread a rumor about someone, make sure you make sure that the salacious fucking rumor about you overlaps different cultures so you can have maximum exposure to get maximum distribution of disinformation. And now you have all these people walking around pretending to be experts about shit that they don't know and isn't true. And that will happen to you, especially if you have pros kicking your life's ass. You know what I'm saying? If you they think you're spreading, if they think you're leaking government information or whatever, whatever reason you be in COINTELPRO where you're in like the upper echelons of priority. You're getting Department of Homeland Security fucking with you, whatever it is. These people will strategically spread rumors to discredit and smear you they're not just going to be broad strokes they're going to be like the precision of a dude who does pinstriping do you know what i'm saying these are very planned and calculated strokes they're strategic rumors and you have to worry about 
everyone after a while feeling like they're micro experts and they know what they're talking about. And I've heard it from people from all different walks of life. This must be true. And they don't understand those people all work for each other. It's just this crazy, you have to understand all these different fucking concepts to understand how these things like weave into each other. But yeah, man, a strategic rumor. I've never even thought about that. Anyways, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about specifically micro experts. And this is, this is why these things get out of control is that people confuse. I'm hearing this from different sources. They're not different sources. Understand that it's the same network. Just like it happens in the media, and just like someone is doing it to smear you, they're spreading it to different demographics, but it's under the same network, it's under the same umbrella. So it seems like, well, everyone is saying this and that, this must be true. And then they make the information, the, well, the, they make the information that they're spreading about you strategic. You know, it's strategic disinformation. So it travels the farthest and hits the most people. It's kind of fucking beautiful. But at the same time, like, it's, it's really fucking evil. But, uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk to you today. Is there's lots of just over there. There's a lot of micro experts out there all of a sudden because people think they have access to information that they know what they're talking about. And they confuse the fact that they hear it. Oh, well, I heard it from this guy and that da, da, da. it's confirming it or whatever. They don't understand these people all work for each other. It's a big problem on the internet. And I know you've experienced it too. You have all these people, all of a sudden they're experts in Ukraine. And all of a sudden now they're vaccine experts. And that's, everyone's a fucking micro expert because everyone's talking about something. And it just it's, it gets out of control. But it's a phenomenon that you'll experience, you'll experience while getting smeared, being a targeted individual or gang stalking target or however you want to describe yourself in this fucking program. All this stuff is under the COINTELPRO 2.0 program. Gang stalking, it's just a, it's just a skill set within COINTELPRO. It all falls under the same thing, but it does matter. Whatever you want to call yourself, a TI, gang stalking target, a mobbing target, there's so many different names. But this will happen. It's the rumors are strategic, and they're strategic for a, for a purpose. And then, then you have to worry about micro-experts who think they're so fucking smart, and they think that they've got their information from multiple sources and it's all the same people. They're just on the same network. And it's about shit and it's shit about you that they never gave a fuck about. But all of a sudden they're just, they're just, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden they think, you know, they're trying to like lynch you, etc. Um, because they feel like they're justified in their actions. And they just can't stand people like you in their community. But it's some shit that they never even gave a fuck about. Until someone got them all hyped up. And then they became micro-experts in shit that they don't even understand. Whether that be classifying info or the culture of classifying info. Or the fact that you think you heard it from multiple sources but all those people know each other. Or they're under the same network of people. Um, and then you just get these morons who these these Karens and shit that just they love to fucking and they love to spread bullshit because they're not very interesting and now they have friends that all who also are on an interesting annoying cunts and it makes them feel virtuous and now they're micro experts and you there you can't tell them shit because they know and they've heard from this person but that's 
some, an important mechanic, important social mechanic for you to know because micro-experts uh, really will help continue these fires started in your life. Anyways, I hope this helped you, um, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. Oh, and shout out to all my fucking muses that, um, even though I was kind of already putting this together, um, like I said, man, uh, just these fucking angels come out of nowhere and they're just like, you know what I'm saying? Um, not this way. It's this way. You think you're onto something, but let's, let me show you this. Let me show you that. I just, bro, like I just could not, uh, do any of this podcast without all of my muses and the people help me do my homework and shit like that. So I just want to give those guys a total shout out because I am, I am literally nobody, uh, without them. I would not be able to put this whole thing together. I wouldn't be able to back it up with the correct sources or et cetera. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, have good illustrations and, and, and models for thinking about this stuff. So shout out to those people. I am literally nothing without, um, the, the group of people who, um, help to guide me through this and just a shout out to them.